0: You are about to listen to an original episode of Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our
1: schedule of upcoming shows, go to BarryKatz.com. After you finish the podcast, please take a moment to subscribe to it. Leave a comment and rate it, even if you think it sucks. Enjoy the show.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz, very excited about this episode, very unique and authentic episode that I don't think I've ever had one like it and I doubt I'll ever have one like it again with my guest, world famous and renowned psychic Gary Spivey. And before I get started, I want to thank all of you for all the letters and FedExes and emails and LinkedIn messages and tweets about how much this podcast means to you and how much you have been inspired by the guest. It means the world to me, especially all the feedback from the last episode with Bill Burr, which obviously was one of the funniest episodes I think I've ever done in my life. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This podcast wouldn't exist without you. And as always, I like to look at my guest and do a cold open that I don't necessarily know exactly what I'm going to say. But as I look at Gary Spivey, one of the things that I think about is a great friend of mine from the past, a woman named Dr. Judy Fisher, who was a psychic who... I met through one of my young clients at the time about 20 years ago who set up an appointment not telling her who I was and not telling me who she was. And we became incredible friends. And I'll never forget, she made a prediction that I was going to sign a deal with Disney on a Tuesday in the next three months, and sure enough, I did. And although I didn't ask her for readings that much, Her friendship was incredible to me because she was so inspiring and even though she was from a small town in Arcadia, Florida and seemed like a country bumpkin at times, she just had a take on everything that was so unusual and unique and such an incredible perspective on the world. She had incredible confidence, always believed she was the best. She knew that she had an inspirational impact on all of her clients, and she was so proud of her work in terms of healing people and helping them navigate their lives and get to a better place. She was especially proud of all the celebrities that she used to read, and she used to fly to Beverly Hills and help them with their lives, their problems, and help them see the world in a different way. She also was flown across the country many times by network executives and presidents who wanted to have an advantage over the competition. Very, very special woman. And I loved her dearly, became great friends with her. And about five years ago, I remember I got a call that she was rushed to the hospital in a coma. And if I could visit, and I remember I had a meeting in New York at Saturday Night Live and I rearranged things that day so I could fly into Tampa, take a cab to the hospital for an hour, take a cab back to the airport and then go to New York because I had to see her even if she was in a coma. And I went there and I remember I saw her and I held her and I told her that I loved her and kissed her face. and. The most amazing thing happened during my visit. As I was saying goodbye, she opened her eyes and reached to me and mouthed, I love you, and told me how much she cared about me without really even speaking. It was an unspoken thing because she had tubes all over her. And then she closed her eyes and went back to sleep. And I went back to the airport and on to New York. And when I landed, I got the call. She passed away. And that that was the only time that she woke up during her coma. And it made me think back to how she told me at times that I had the gift and that I was an old soul and an angel. And I never believed her. Until that experience, and I realized that maybe there was something to it. And as I look at Gary Spivey, I can't help but think how he reminds me of her. His confidence, his warmth, his charisma, his kindness, his old soul, his power, his belief in himself, his excitement about his clients and how much he can change their lives with just a few minutes of his time. If you can figure out how to have those kind of qualities, and you can figure out how to utilize them within your personal and professional life, I guarantee you, you'll have the possibility of having an amazing career like Judy Fisher had and Gary Spivey.
1: Barry Katz. Back in the house. 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 Let's do this.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard. Very excited today for my guest, Gary Spivey, a world renowned psychic. I've never had a show like this in over 230 episodes, and I doubt I will again. So let's just get started and introduce him. And I know you're going to enjoy him a lot. Gary Spivey is one of the most gifted and passionate psychics in the world and is universally and internationally sought after and widely recognized for his amazing psychic and healing abilities. In his mid-twenties, Gary was asked to be a guest on a radio program where the callers would call in with their questions and problems and Gary would sort through and answer them. Due to an overwhelming response from the listeners and because of his amazing accuracy and witty delivery, Gary was asked to be one of the regular characters on the show. The show soon became highly successful and was syndicated throughout the United States. This was the beginning of Gary's long and successful radio career. It didn't take long before Gary was known as America's number one radio psychic. As a regular on top radio and popular television talk shows, as well as in print media, his rare abilities have helped millions, including celebrities, sports stars, authors, global magnates, politicians, and even a Nobel Prize-winning scientist. Although Gary is busy with his regular appearances on radio, TV, and Las Vegas stage shows, He also holds seminars, workshops, and spiritual retreats where he has helped thousands of people change their lives forever. His TV appearances include Entertainment Tonight, MTV, VH1, CNN, CNBC, TLC, Hard Copy, The Other Half, Inside Edition, A&E's Family Plots, co-hosting The Jerry Springer Show, and a regular on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest today. What an honor. Get ready. Get a helmet for my guest today, Gary Spivey.
1: Wow. What an what an introduction. I believe that is the best introduction
0: I've ever had. Ever. Well, I appreciate it. It's so Thank great you. to have you here. Thank you. I have so many things to ask you. Okay. This podcast is about these inspirational stories of people in the entertainment business and how they got to where they are through such crazy, humble beginnings and they worked their way through things and they set goals for themselves and they get the shit kicked out of them and they get up and they move forward and they get knocked down again and they keep going in some way, somehow, they get to where they're going. And I know one of the things that I read in your book, Your Keys to Heaven, was a situation that fascinated me, was a subject matter that was a little bit different from the rest of the subject matter in the book. And that was about the thought process and the belief that people can manifest anything in their lives if they choose to. And I think a lot of artists and a lot of people in creative positions in the world, and even lawyers and doctors, sometimes question their ability to manifest a positive result in their lives. And I was wondering if you could address that.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's my favorite thing probably to talk about. Usually I have to sneak it in. Most of the time in most interviews or radio interviews, I do a lot of morning drive time where the show's moving very fast and I don't get a chance to really talk about, you know, really how things work. Um, with manifesting, uh, there's actually a dimension. See, from being raised in North Carolina, I was raised very poor on my family's farm. Um, And I was always able to see things like see spiritually. I could see angels uh, that were very light colored, bright, light kind of beings that were hanging out, you know, and, and I could see dark energies, which were demons, uh, you know, that I later figured. And so there was light and there was dark. I figured that out pretty quick on, uh, and then I could figure out that I figured out there was layers and there were dimensions. Well, this one dimension called creation is a, there's really a dimension of creation, which is the closest part of heaven to the top of our head. In other words, like the closest part of heaven is actually creation and creations where you go manifest things and this is the magical place where you have to create it. If you think about everything around us, our, our clothes we're wearing, everything's created, the painting on the wall, the, the pattern of the, of the furniture, the furniture itself, everything is created up there in this dimension called creation. And so uh, I figured out that, that this is the most important thing, I believe, to, to mankind, and, and I think that if we keep this creation dimension open, we do this a little bit by meditating. I'm always uh, teaching people, audiences, how to meditate, you know, and see their angels or get in touch at least with this dimension called creation. And, and then you have to think very positive. You have to have in, uh, very positive thoughts. Uh, if you believe you can, you can, uh, if you believe you would like to be famous, you can be famous. If you believe you want to be wealthy, you can be wealthy. If you believe anything, whatever you want to be good at, uh, if you work hard enough and long enough, and a lot of times uh, I, I've seen a lot of people quit about 95% there. And and many times people come to me in private readings and, and sessions and, and, and they'll ask me the question, you know, well, should I give up? And I am go, I go, no, you're, you're like right at it. And so uh, the hardest place is really the last 5%. And so that is the hardest place to really hang in there and stick to your guns and whatever it is you're trying to achieve in life, just go for it. And then realize that you don't always get it done by intellect. Uh, and, and you sometimes will get it done by light. And so you have to look up, you have to allow light in your being, in your body, and you, and you have to ask for help. And, and the really there, there are angels. Everybody has an angel and, or two or 200 or 2000. And so you can, you ask your angels to help you out and you'll find that things will line up for you. And then when they line up, you have to nail it. And I've seen a lot of the people that I've read, you know, that have, have made it, you know, that are famous people, uh, or wealthy or well to do people, uh, these people really, they didn't make it by much they made it by one little lucky break that they finally got after they worked a long time. And so, um, and, and I see this over and over again, but they, they all seem to know about this place called creation and they know when they're, they call it their zone. Uh, many times they'll, they'll just say, you know, I know when I'm in my zone and and, they'll, they'll have some, some word they use each person does. Uh, but when they're in that zone, they can really, really nail it. Whether it's doing a part in a movie, a play, a song a hit song uh you know i i love talking to musical artists when they when they have wrote some amazing hit song and i go how, how did you feel and, they, and, and most of the time they said i knew it i knew i had it i knew it was i knew it was a hit you know so um it, it works like that anyway creation's the most important thing to our
0: world you know how you look at every profession from the outside looking in let's just say where I started which was stand-up comedy and I look at the landscape of all the stand-up comedians and I think if I were to poll all of them and I were to ask them how many of their peers are geniuses my guess is that they might say five names Hmm. and I think in many professions if you were to ask tell me the greatest lawyers in the world they would probably mention maybe five or ten names right and I would imagine in your profession in the psychic world you look at your peers out there without naming any names and you probably feel that there's five people who are extraordinary and then there's everybody else So why is it that if everybody can manifest anything they want in the world, why is it that (laughs) 99.9999999% of the population borders more on ordinary or above ordinary or very good or excellent, but they don't hit extraordinary
1: or genius? I've got your answer. And so, and it took me a long time to figure out this answer, and I, I would say I've only figured this out in the last year or two, um, and I would have kind of put that to I could certainly say hard work, not giving up in that last five percent where you really make it, um, but here I have the answer. The answer is uh, when you find your 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 place. Um, in, in this, this sort of spiritual world that I I talk about a lot, um, to where you can allow creation to meet the physical world. So when the, where the spiritual world, the spiritual world meets the physical world, the magic really happens. And that's when you have the real success. And that's when you become that person that is revered as the real deal. And that's what I believe.
0: But why does it happen so few times? I believe that uh,
1: it's hard to get it all to line up. I I think that you have to, uh, I know for a fact that on a scale of one to 100, you have to believe at least 100. Uh, And if you believe a a thousand, like just believe, you know, believe in yourself, but just believe, believe in everything, just believe. Uh, If you have that kind of really relentless meaningful belief energy that that cannot be rattled in other words a faith in yourself and in whatever it is you're doing that that you know you're going to win and if you have that feeling and if you have that really in your heart and your soul um, and you connect that with the physical world that you're operating in um, you nail it and I think very few people get to that place maybe because no one's ever told them about it
0: I'm not stating anything that isn't true over 50% of all relationships and marriages fail right so again on the personal side just like the business side in every profession in the personal life people are looking for love they're searching for love I always love to make this analogy this is almost every person when it comes to love look over there there's a there's a private jet wow (laughs) <laughs> it's this free ride. We can get it. Okay, let's get in the jet. Oh, wow. This is really comfortable. This is great. Can we take off? Oh, wow. We're taking off. This is exciting. This is so great. This is...
1: And it explodes.
0: And it explodes, but miraculously... The guy comes out of the wreckage in the fire. He's got a broken arm. He's limping around. He doesn't know where he's going. He's got charcoal all over his body. And he looks off in the distance and he says to himself, where's the next airport? Where can I get on another plane? So explain to me your take on why human beings, when it comes to love and relationships, are ordinary as well and unsuccessful for the most of the time.
1: Well, first of all, here's why people want to find that connection, okay? Uh, We all are born in from some, we come from somewhere. Well, I, I, as I see it, I can see these dimensions, you know, as I talk about in my book, the 10 dimensions, uh, the 10th dimension is heaven. So we all are actually born into earth and we we're born from like, we kind of fly in this, these little spirits into our, our mother's womb and we come from heaven. Well, in heaven, everybody's one. You have this connection that is like this unbelievable euphoric kind of beautiful connection. And we get down here. And from the moment when, when, we're born we're looking for that connection again and we're just looking for that feeling that connection and and uh, of course then we start we figure out, you know, about romance and as we go along and, and so we're looking to be connected uh, back to that feeling and, and it takes two to make one. And so two people have the energy or the spiritual energy of just unbelievable compared to what one person does, even if it's a spiritually gifted person. And so these connections, these oneness connections are so spectacular that the people begin to glow. They have this bright aura and the bright aura attracts dark energies And so the good news is you're a bright light because you're so in love. And the bad news is you're a bright light because you're so in love. And immediately you'll, you'll find different dark energies, different demons, different situations, different people that are possessed by some demon that will run off with your spouse or something will occur or some in law will lose their mind or, or something will happen. And so, but dark energies create havoc on, on earth. And so uh, in my book, I talk about how to get rid of your dark energies. And so uh, I, I talk more about dark energies than I do light energies because I understand how to get rid of them, which heals the problem. And so if two people meditate together and learn how to clear their energy, they could actually be together even after 40 or, or whatever years and, and, or 50 years and they're still going to be in love.
0: One of the things about you that I've noticed, you're like a brain surgeon. when I mentioned a brain surgeon, I mentioned a profession that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is the only profession in the world where you can't make a mistake or a, any kind of major surgeon, heart surgeon, brain surgeon, whatever you want to call it can't make a mistake if you make a mistake, your career is over right. Have you ever made a mistake in your career and if you haven't, what's the closest you've ever come in your career to making a mistake or not making an impact or being wrong about something
1: well well, first of all i I'm sure I've been wrong a lot of times and and so I can remember a, a stock market call I made um, earlier this year, and I, and it was it was a two part call, and I saw the market dipping and going right back up and it did. and then I saw it uh, I thought it was going to dip further and and uh, it didn't. so that was a mistake and and that was rare for me. I usually don't make that kind of mistake and and so but I I I made a mistake so so I'm also I'm I'm a psychic that'll tell you about the mistakes because and if I have a mistake or if I see something and it doesn't occur I always want to know why why did that not happen you see Uh, but I remember different things that happened I remember I remember uh, saying things that that were like um, I remember one time predicting uh, the uh, space shuttle uh, was going to. I, I was on a real popular radio show in, in Florida, and uh, every every uh, week. And I predicted the space shuttle was going to uh, not take off, but actually fall over on its side, and 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 actually run down the street in Cocoa Beach. <laughs> right. I gave some crazy prediction, but I said I think this thing's going to explode and blow everybody sky high. Right. And so, well, the people that run the the space program are used to my predictions. I had predicted so many things. I predicted 9-11 uh, right in, in detail. I predicted many, you know, all the hurricanes that ever happened, you know, pretty much, and all the different things, and flight TWA 800. I mean, I predicted all these major predictions. And so I, I as I had predicted this, and all the people that were working there on the launch pad, you know, had heard this prediction, and they were taking bets on my prediction, uh, as, the, as the, the rockets fired off in this space shuttle, going to climb out um it didn't climb out right and it stayed on the pad about three seconds too long or four if it would have made it to eight seconds it would have exploded everything there and i, I was like you know because they actually called in on the show the following week and, and you know because everybody was giving me junk because of you know my prediction being wrong but then they called and they said you have no idea how close to his prediction was was actually correct so sometimes i'll see things that will be close and there's a good chance of and maybe it doesn't occur, which, of course, I'm glad, you know, I, I I don't even like predicting gloom and doom things. I don't you know, I, I can see things sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night with a scary vision. And and, uh, you know, many times I don't even tell people about these anymore because I, I figured out that you can actually project light to something. If you see a negative thing or get a negative vision, you can actually project a lot of light to it and then it won't even happen.
0: Tell our audience the Greatest words of wisdom somebody said to you in your lifetime oh, wow. and who was it and what was the circumstance not channeled somebody on the earth plane uh, this would have come from my, my
1: friend Richard Maskin all's well that ends well because I think people worry. I mean, people are always coming to me and, and asking me all these questions about sometimes very complicated business matters or social matters or or relationship problems or or health issues. I mean it could be all over the board and And so I think that 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 really gave me a sense of peace uh, when when I was he explained to me, you know if, if it ends well,
0: it's well. Isn't that what people in your profession? It could be argued give to people is peace. Yes, you have layers, but your one prevailing umbrella where everything else falls under is I'm going to make this person I'm sitting across feel safe. Feel safe. Well, usually you can do that with truth.
1: Uh, So I would say a a good uh, psychic or a good healer or good uh, whatever, you know, uh, you could be whatever you fall under, what category in in the spiritual profession, um, counselor, you you want to tell the person the truth. Um, And the old saying, the truth will set you free. It actually really does. And so once a person understands the truth of something, they can then get their bearings and figure out how to come out of whatever problem they have but if you if you don't know the truth of whatever it is you're dealing with you keep, you have no sense of being able to figure out anything and and you're confused and you're unhappy or you're depressed or I, I think it all that all that happens
0: when you see what's happening now in the world, when you see every day there's cornerstones of our foundation of this country, guys like Matt Lauer, if you think of one person that you feel safe tuning into in the morning. It's Mad Lauer. Right. One day you're watching him, and you're happy, and you feel great because he's delivering the messages to you, and the next day there's two other anchors that were there with him crying, saying he's not there anymore. Right. If you read a lot about our business, as I say, Fatty Arbuckle, a hundred years ago, was doing the same things that these people did, and it's been going on for a long time, but I've never, I don't think in anyone's lifetime, has ever seen anything like what's happening right now. People are getting taken down left and right. Men are just going down left and right. What's your opinion of what's happening? Why is it happening and is there an end to it and is there going to be closure for the world or is it just going to keep happening over and over and over again and it'll never stop?
1: Well, I would like to say that it will not keep happening over and over again and that it will stop. I would like to say that. I'm not sure. But what I what I think is, I, I think that, uh, again, the truth will will set you free. And I think that that if somebody's kind of thinking about doing some of these things because that might be part of their personality, um, with what's happening now, I think that, that some of the executives or some of the people that are in, in, in that position might decide not to go there and I think at the same time I think that 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 guys and men have to be responsible to women Um, I think they have to respect women Uh, I think this is important and I think women also have to respect men and I think it. I think it's probably both ways. Uh, I think it's coming out a lot about you know you know certainly guys are disrespecting women. Uh, I would say that that there, it could it could be going on a little bit both ways, and I think that it's probably going to go around to that space a bit, and then everybody's going to kind of come to a different understanding. And I think, I think men and women are, are now trying to figure out who they are with each other. I see this all the time in private readings. You know, you have, you have the woman who is more masculine than the man. And the man is, is more feminine than the woman. The man is staying home. The woman's out earning a living. Uh, you have all these different kind of energies that are happening within the family unit and relationships and just the dating scene. Uh, so I think everybody's trying to figure out who they are in this age and time. But I think that, that it really is kind of going back to the basis of and the basics back when people really did respect each other more. And I think it's, it's a good thing. I think that's a great thing.
0: When's the last time you cried and why? Uh that would be today. I'm, I I mean I think this
1: is just today. Yeah. I was I was uh I I uh, heard really good news of of uh, a, a friend getting a, a TV show. And um and I cried. I was just so happy for 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 this friend. It was like it was beautiful, you know, to me. Because I get teary now. <laughs> I cry easy. I cry very easy. Uh, but see, tears are, you know, I think here's the thing. I think that uh, uh, with healing, you know, I'm, I'm a healer. And so I heal a lot of people with different things. And uh, being a healer, you—you you, to heal someone, a tear has to be shed. And so anytime you, if you shed a tear, that's a healing energy. So I think that uh, I cry very easy.
0: And when's the last time you cried from sadness?
1: Oh, wow. Let me think about that. I'm not really sad. I'm a pretty happy guy. Um when's the last time I cried from from sadness? I'm thinking, uh I, maybe I had a friend that was sick and uh and I, I cried. I had a friend that was sick with addictions and it was a little more than, than um I I couldn't reach this person. And and I was very sad because I usually can do, I'm known for this person that can do miracles and things with people, and I could not reach this person. It made me very sad.
0: I've been friendly with many people in your profession. I've known many of them. And one of the most fascinating things about each one is they all have a different group of people that's like kryptonite to them. They just can't break through to that kind of person. Okay. So your kind of person that's the hardest for you to break through to is people who are addicted. I usually can.
1: But not always. See, some, some, of, some of them I can. And, and I, I have people, there was a, a, a very popular doctor that got people off of uh, drugs uh, here in Beverly Hills, and he sent me his daughter, and, and I got her off of um, uh, meth. Right. And so so I can I can get rid of the dark energies many times where people are addicted, but so you can't always do it because the person has to really be ready. Uh, an an addiction sort of like a, a, a thing that will attack you spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally all at one time. And so a person has to really be aware and want to get rid of their addiction or there's really nothing I can do about it. And so sometimes or, or, or I would like to figure out what it is I could do, but I don't have the recipe. And, and so I think that sometimes we have to realize that that we can't do everything. Like I might be good at one thing, but I might be not good at another. And so that's the reason you have counselors or you have, uh, you know, drug counselors or you would have alcohol counselors or you would have uh, different things uh, in the addiction field that that I don't know how to do. I might know how to do my piece. I might be a good healer, but I can't do it all. And so I think that we have to realize that it takes a, a whole team of people sometimes, and the person has to go to the truth and actually really want to be fixed as well.
0: I know you spend a lot of time with people who suffer from depression. Oh, yeah. Bipolar. Yes. All different kinds of mental illness. Right. How do you breakthrough knowing there's so many different philosophies on how to help people who suffer. I'm sure there's been situations where you've spent many hours with somebody and they got past it and there's been times when you probably spent many hours with people and they took their own life. How do you handle the defeats as well as the successes when it comes to something In that realm of our existence
1: Uh, it's always hard uh, with with me I I remember I remember one time um only once in in my whole career I remember someone uh that after I had worked with them as well as a lot of other people had worked with them too but I I knew I I couldn't quite reach them and they did take their own life and so and how do you deal with that I don't know I don't know if I ever really did deal with that. I felt, you know, there's times where you, you know, you, you wish you could have done more. Was there anything I could have done? Uh, was there anything I could have said? You know, could, could I possibly have, have reached out in a, in a bigger way? You know, like, um, I knew, uh, Robin Williams and, um, and, um, and so his friend, Zach, his nice friend, his son, Zach, who was, who was my buddy, I uh, used to come over to my house all the time and, and, uh, and, and so uh I would be around Robin and, and sometimes, and I could see, um, him feel, he was somewhere kind of being tortured, you know, and even though he was this amazing, I mean, you couldn't help, but just feel lit up when you were around him, you know, and he was, he couldn't open his mouth and not be funny. I mean, he was just going all the time. And I, w- I remember one time I was sitting with him and Cheech Marin at a dinner. And, uh, and 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 uh, Ray Charles was performing at a private party. And so you had Ray Charles, who, who's like you know, ten feet away from us. and and Robin's taking off on some comedy routine playing to the air. I mean, he's just at the at dinner and and, and, and I look at Cheech and I'm going, Cheech, what's he, he, you know, he just goes and goes and Cheech is like, yeah, that's, he just goes and goes. And so I, you know, he, he, I felt such a loss uh, with, with that whole thing. And so, and one of the things I do in the spiritual dimension, I can see people when they die. And, and sometimes when people kill themselves, they'll stay hung up in the earth plane and they don't go straight up. And so one of the things I can do spiritually, it sounds a little crazy, but I can actually invoke the angels that bring in the, the beam of light and the, to take them up. And so, and, that, and, um, so I remember doing that with him.
0: In your, in your opinion, what percentage of the people who have passed away have made it to heaven? What percentage of are stuck in between the earth plane and heaven?
1: This may be the most interesting question anyone has ever asked. I'm always answering psychic questions for people. I'm taking calls and stuff, and I I never really talk about what I do. I just do it, and everybody's like in awe because I can do this thing. Um, People who commit suicide stay earthbound. If you commit suicide, you usually do not go anywhere. Uh, I, I, I will find the person... I'll say, oh, I see them holding their head and choking, and the, and whoever I'm talking to will say, yeah, they hung themselves, and I'll and I'll say, okay, well, let's let's get them out of there, and so or I'll say, oh, I see them holding their chest, and and I see a, a bloody mess, and they say, yeah, they shot up, shot themselves in the chest. What whatever the moment of death is when you commit suicide, you stay in that moment. And so, which is a horrible, horrible, horrible existence. And so uh, I would say that that's the number one thing that's against the rules. It's got to be against heaven's rules or or there'd be a better way here. Um, Sometimes I see people that are on morphine, that die on morphine, and they can be earthbound because they miss that moment in timing. It's a very sensitive thing at the moment of death. And uh, sometimes when people are on morphine, that's a nice way of putting people to sleep when they're in pain. And so... Sometimes I see them earthbound. Uh, I was just um, in Europe. I spent uh, three months in Europe this year, and I was, I was over and I, I went and I was figuring out. I was doing a, a little documentary about heaven on earth, and I was trying to figure out, okay, what causes hell on earth? And so I went to a concentration camp, and um, and um, I I found like an enormous amount of people earthbound. After everybody's been praying for these people for all these years and and all these whatever, um, um, they were still earthbound because they died in such fear. So you can be hung up because of the fear and you can be uh, earthbound many times post uh, traumatic stress. I work with a lot of those guys that come back from the wars. And uh, the reason they are all freaked out in the spiritual dimensions is because they have their buddies that were blown up beside them that are still in their spiritual field and they're earthbound because they, and, the, and this will make them go crazy in their head. When I clear that energy, the person will lose that post, uh, traumatic stress thing and they'll, they'll be normal. I mean, instantly normal. And I see this happen time and time and time again. So how many people are hung up? What would be the percentage? Um, at one concentration camp, there was 88,000 people that were supposedly killed there that put to death horrible ways, um, in, uh, Austria and, um, I found about 11,000 people that were earthbound, pretty wild. And so, and I remember I, I worked on this for a whole day, getting them to the light and it it was a crazy, 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 that was the craziest thing I think I ever saw. So I think that when people die in extreme fear, uh, they have a a chance of being hung up. And so, um, maybe I would say that what would be my, my guesstimate in in a psychic way, probably 8%. 8% of people may be hung up.
0: Hey, everybody. Let me remind you one more time about my new blueprint for success. It's a project I've spent months and months working on just to help you jumpstart your comedy career and beat the competition. Whether you want to do stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, radio, social media influencing, you'll become the creator you've always dreamed of becoming. No one's asking me to do this. I want to do it, because I want to help you become truly undeniable. So just go to barrycats.com, click on Blueprint for Success, and start your incredible journey today. I truly can't wait to work with you to help you change the trajectory of your comedy career forever hey everybody just want to take a minute to talk to you about this great new service that i've been using called hello fresh it's a meal kit delivery service that shops plans delivers all your favorite step-by-step recipes and these pre-measured ingredients so that you can just cook eat and enjoy it and if you're like me that's exactly what you need First, they let me choose a date that worked best for me in my schedule, which was really important to me because I'm all over the place. And I was able to choose what I like from three different plans, either classic, veggie, or family. And all the ingredients came to me in pre-measured, recyclable, insulated packages. So all I had to do was just take it out, cook it, and enjoy it. That's right. I cooked it myself, (laughs) which is very unusual for me. And it was so easy and so fast. I really recommend the Buffalo Chicken Dip with Homemade Pita Chips and the Caprice Burgers with Italian Seasoned Potatoes. My family loved it. And if you want to cook something quickly for them, this is definitely the way to go. You can enjoy $30 off right now on your first week of HelloFresh if you just visit HelloFresh.com. Enter the promo code CATS30, that's K A T Z 30, and start your new year off by saving money, relieving stress, and most importantly, eating healthy. How does a person not only push the darkness down, but get it out of their persona and their body so they can be the light? As much as possible or is that impossible to do
1: it is not impossible
0: because I look at you and and one of the things you're an example of and when you Google Gary Spivey and you Google images you're gonna see somebody who always seems to dress in white I do white shoes white pants white shirt and a white I would say afro and your whole demeanor and the way you dress you dress for the light But I sit across from you, and I personally, and maybe you'll jump over the uh, couch here and strangle me, I've always felt some darkness in you. Oh, okay. People love you. They gravitate to you. But then when I met you for the first time and I shook your hand, I like to say it was like that movie The Dead Zone. You feel something. Right. And what I felt was... Wow. He's like all of us. Oh,
1: yeah. He has the darkness, too. Oh, it's it's well, I think that I probably have, um, you know, I would say that I have um, more darkness than than most because of the nature of what I do. But I get rid of so much darkness daily um, that that I can feel it. I can sense it. I can see it. I can even identify it. And, and so my world is, is such to where uh, I can see the dark energies that are actually attacking me. I can see the dark energies that are attacking you uh, or, or anyone around me. And see, everybody has this today. Everybody has this, a certain dark, uh, different dark energies that are daily bombarding us. And so it's so important
0: to figure out how to clear those. I would say the story that I tell myself is that I just can't seem to let my mind relax. I like to call it the wheel. never stops going. See, I could help you fix that. The greatest gift I have when I sit across from a guy like yourself, the greatest thing that I feel that gives me comfort and why I love the podcast so much besides all the other reasons and why I love being around people is that the wheel stops when I have the connection. Like when I'm sitting with you, the wheel stops. My issues are with the wheel and stopping the wheel and just relax and just enjoy the moments and not think about the next moment or how to create this or how to do that. So are all situations with the demons or the darkness, are they self-inflicted or are there outside forces that take people down more than their inside forces?
1: Uh, Well, the answer would be yes. They are self-inflicted, you know, they're self-inflicted as well as they're outside forces. Uh, you know, with me, I, I do a lot of morning drive time radio all over, you know, America. And I talk to a lot of people in Europe and in different countries every day. And I've noticed uh, that uh, as, as a trend, I will get a call where someone will call will call on a, on a show in New York. Um, and they'll say, I've got this horrible chronic headache I can't get rid of. Can you please tell me what this is? And then I'll get another call uh from somewhere in the midwest or minneapolis and then i'll get another call in la or, or in las vegas and so and as it goes i'll get uh, all these different calls and on the same day with everybody with the same problem how does that work and then i'll have somebody call me from europe and they'll have the same problem strange headache or i'll have someone that, that, that calls in and they'll say what is it i woke up at three in the morning and then I'll get it again, and I'll get it again, and I'll get it again. And so, and so I've noticed these trends. And so there are outside forces or dark energies that actually attack the whole earth at one time, and it affects everybody all at one time. And so that does happen. However, there's also dark energies. That's the reason uh, you, you want to clear your energy. You want to clear then the space you're in, your house, then your city, uh, your country, your world. And then just as you want to clear the universe. I mean, and see, it sounds crazy, but human beings are are really God beings. We are really powerful. We can have all the spiritual gifts of of heaven, uh, of angels, of even God. Uh, All you got to do is ask for them. And so you can get the spiritual gifts to clear whatever it is you need to do. And so you can, you're able to clear your energy. See, most of the time when people have these things attack them of darkness, they don't realize they can actually clear it. See, like with your head not being quiet, that would be, if you read my book, Your Keys to Heaven, it actually explains that in the seventh, the seventh dimension is where this noisy head comes from. And so like, if I look, can can I clear it? Is it okay? Can I clear your head? Can I? Is that all right? You can do whatever you want. And So there we are. So now as I cleared your head, see, I felt the back of your neck get warm and your hands get flushed and your feet get warm. Well,
0: you're saying you just cleared my head. I did. Yes, I cleared your head. Yeah, and you're starting to sweat a little bit. You started, you got shiny. See, you got a little shiny. You cleared my head forever or just for today?
1: For right now. This won't come back. What I got rid of won't come back. Uh, Something else may come back, but I got rid of, I cleared your seventh dimension and now I see a lot of light going down through your, 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 your body. Uh, your face took a different color. It, it, you got color in your face, right guys, <laughs> the producers. And so, and, uh, and now I feel your body. See, I'm an empath, so I'll feel everything going on in my body that's happening in yours. And so, so
0: I'm very warm, right? now. Really warm, right? Yeah. How does that feel? Crazy, right? And so, and it I don't even like I'm in a wetsuit and I just peed. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard
1: that. Ex- Nobody ever gave me that example before, but I like it. And and so, but see how warm you got? And so now I can turn and I don't even have the volume turned up and say, see, <laughs> see, now I could turn up the volume. See, and you got really warm. Feel that one. See, see. And so, and, and now you got really warm and now you got really warm and see, now if I were working on someone that I wanted to heal because they were sick and I wanted to do a healing, then they would, I would go this high and see, now you got a little dizzy in your head. Okay. Feel that. Mm -hmm. And see the dizzy in your head was that I turned all the dimensions that were going counterclockwise. That's if you're looking down at the top of your head from the sky, you want your dimensions. You want to imagine a tornado of light, golden light going clockwise. That's the way energy is supposed to flow. You had a few up there that were flowing, going counterclockwise. And the reason you felt a little dizzy in your head is because I turned all those around. And so now then, and I just got rid of everything dark around you in every dimension and your sinuses open. Feel that? Yes, sir. (laughs) How about that? Right. And so that's what I can, but see, I can see all these layers and I can do all that. And so as easy as I cleared you, I can clear uh, everybody in our studio here. It just, just a blink and so, and there we go. And I just cleared everybody in the room and, uh, and now see, uh, you notice how you feel kind of happier. And so that's because I got rid of all the dark energies of everybody, uh, that's just uh, behind the scenes and working on different things.
0: I think it's interesting what you just did and it's hard to quantify right. for anybody listening to believe what's happening. So I don't expect <laughs> you, don't but you, expect felt you it. to believe it, but I felt it. And if you've listened to me on this podcast, <laughs> you know that I am not going to lie to you about stuff like that. I think that. For so many artists, I think that's one of the biggest things, that they just can't figure out how to get out of their own way. They just keep complicating winning. This is one of the things I don't understand about myself, and I don't think I ever will, but I think there are people in the world that say to themselves, I don't know what it is, but people just tell me things. And I'll sit down with somebody, and in a matter of a short time, They'll share things with me that are, are horrifying things that they...
1: You're definitely that person. You're, you're the person that everybody can tell, feels... They, they just feel so comfortable with you that they feel like they can tell you anything and everything.
0: When this person told me what they told me about their family, that I was so horrified by inside, but it's like you can't sit across from somebody and show horror when they are feeling horror you have to be in a position where, okay, how do I make them know that I'm listening and that I empathize with them, but let's figure out how to get through Thanksgiving. right? And let's figure out how to make it a positive thing out of a negative thing, let's figure that out. And I said something to this person, and I never said it before, And I don't know where it came from, and I want you to help our audience through this when these things happen. Okay. This is what I said. All right. I said, I just want you to know something. You have a best friend at the house where you're having Thanksgiving. Your best friend is the upstairs far bathroom. That's your best friend. You can always go there, shut the door, put down the toilet seat, sit down, compose yourself. Take some deep breaths and go back down. Keep going back up. No one's going to say anything. And this person called me afterwards. They said boy, the house was perfectly designed for that, or whatever it was. Now, I don't know where I saw that it was a two-story house.
1: That, that was truly a psychic moment that, that you had. Um, and, and I think that, that, that all humans are psychic. I, 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 you know, I'm known as being a psychic, but I actually believe that everybody's psychic. And so, because I, I can work with people for a little while and I can see what their gift is. Your gift is when someone is in need and they are in your face, you
0: feel a moral responsibility to help. I also feel amazingly empowered. Well, you will, you will, because you heal
1: them. Uh, See, here's the thing, you know, being a a person who can heal, uh, if you heal someone, you get healed. Every time you heal somebody else, you get healed as well. And so it's just a great feeling. So with that being said, why would everybody not want to heal everybody every day? You know, I don't understand separation. Why? That's a, that's a demon trick.
0: Well, that plays into the next thing I want to talk about. Which okay. I truly believe in, but I know a lot of people don't. Okay. Which is karma. Oh yeah. So that just goes to what you were saying could you talk a little bit to our audience yeah. about karma and your beliefs about that and how well, the world would be a better place if we just probably didn't have any karma because everybody was really doing great things to each other?
1: Yeah, well, I think I, I, I think you can have good, you know, you do have, certainly there's good karma and and that's if you just do stuff every day as good as you can for everybody and, and just try to help. Um, uh, I, I see... A lot of times people have this crazy luck and these I can tell when people are givers and and when they're they're just loving everybody and taking care of everybody and that's just their nature. And and these days, those people seem to be doing very well. And so um, I, I think that the good karma thing is much faster these days. The energy around the planet has changed in a great way. However, the, the bad karma is also very fast these days. So these days, if you screw over somebody, you're going to get hit quick. I mean, it will, it will happen to you really, really fast. If you, if you mess with somebody, if you, if you hurt someone, um, it, 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 it'll, it'll come back to get you. So what goes around does come around, but it comes around very fast. So these days, if you punch somebody, you almost should duck because you're going to get punched pretty quick. And I, and I see this happening with people over and over. Now, the remarkable thing is I see people not getting it when people just don't get it. I'm, I'm like, don't you get it? And, and really, a lot of times, especially with bullies, you know, bullies seem to have settled in in this time we're living in. And bullies are just having the hardest time really getting it, no matter how bad it gets for them. And so uh, I so I don't understand that. Psychically speaking, I have no clue. I just can't imagine why they don't get it, uh, but but there's uh, the karma thing is very very real. Good karma comes to you much faster these days, and so does the bad.
0: All right, I want to go way way back. Okay, take me back to where you grew up. What was the socioeconomic dynamic? Essentially, when was the first moment that happened that you said to yourself? I'm different, <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to be in this business.
1: Well, I, I didn't really plan to be in any business. I just happened to be able to psychically see things, and I, I could see stuff. I remember, I, and I grew up on my uh, grandmother's farm. Uh, the house was over 150 years old. Why your grandmother's farm? Where were your parents? They lived there. Uh, oh. they, they lived in was one of these big old farmhouses. And this town was? Uh a Star. And a little town star, North Carolina. And I grew up on my grandmother's farm and, um, uh, it was a, about a 200 acre farm. So there was a lot of land, no money. We were very poor. Of course, we didn't know we were poor cause everybody was poor. Um, the house did not have indoor plumbing. And so there was a Johnny house, you know, like an, you out- had an outhouse. I had an outhouse. Yeah. And so there was no indoor plumbing the house was how old? About 150 years old, no running water. You had a well and you would draw the bucket of water from the well. And then you had to heat the water on a stove if to take a bath and you, there was no water. Yeah. And no, and no bathroom. Right. And so I grew up in this little County, uh, in, in, uh, North Carolina and, uh, and, and very poor, um, and uh, my uh, my dad w- uh, worked at a sawmill and and uh, my mom worked in a factory and um um of course like i, I, I we really didn't know we were poor cuz everybody was in the same condition you know pretty much except you had two or three people in the county the rich man that lived down the the main road close to the bigger town um uh, there was a big giant white mansion house and uh, and uh, I used to drive by this and I would have this crazy dream. Like, what would it be like to live in that big, giant mansion? And he was one of the guys that owned the factory. And so he owned the big factory. And so um, and, uh, that's my house now. It's, it's a big old colonial uh, estate and uh, with gardens and things. And so, yeah, I bought that house. And so, so but I use it for you know I let people use it for free for weddings and things you know like they do and and stuff because I'm not there a lot I travel a lot but uh but that's one of the places I live and uh and so um, and I just did it because I could
0: if we're on the ocean in Malibu what would the cost of it be
1: um maybe 60 million <laughs> 70 maybe and I got a bathroom this house has a, it has actually I think it has 10 or 12 bathrooms, I think so. Yeah, so it's got a few bathrooms.
0: All right, so your first memory that something's going on here.
1: It it was interesting. I I was out with my dad, and there was a guy plowing the field, and I um, went with the the tractor, and I started screaming and yelling and freaking out. And I remember I was grabbing my, my dad's pant leg. It was right next to my head, so I had to be a little fella um and um uh, maybe i was about 4 years old and i was screaming and telling him the tractor's going to turn over it's going to turn over you have to stop him you have to stop him and so in the and my dad's looking at me like why is this kid freaking and the, as a the tractor got to the end of the road plowing his field the tractor turned over on the guy and i remember feeling the guy's pain in my chest before the tractor turned over on the guy. And so I'm screaming and yelling, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. You know, my father's looking at me like, what's going on with this kid? But then when the tractor turned over on the guy, the pain went to the guy because the tractor turned over on his chest and it left me. And then, of course, my father looked at me like something occurred, you know, something occurred. So that was one of the first ones that was really sort of a big thing that I, I could see.
0: All right. So what's the next thing that happens that you remember?
1: Um, I remember they would play games with me when I was a little kid, ask the kid questions. And so my aunts and and uncles and cousins, they would sit me in the middle of the floor and just ask me questions, and they were surprised that I would know the answer. Until one day I told my Aunt Mildred that Uncle Ed had a girlfriend. And then they quit playing that game. Because he did. (laughs) You know, so I remember that.
0: So now you're 10, 11, 12, you're starting to, become a young man to be 13 right tell me the things that happened more and more around that time in your life well i remember my uh, best friend uh, was mike
1: stewart and uh, he was my buddy and um, and i think we were riding horses or something and and i um, i remember telling him uh, i was telling him about what we were going to do the next day and i i said hey i remember tomorrow that me and you are going to go do this or that or something and he goes wait 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 I go, what? He goes, what did you say? I said, I remember tomorrow that me and you are going to go. He goes, whoa, wait, wait, what did you say? I go, what do you mean, what did I say? I remember tomorrow that he goes, you can't remember tomorrow. And I said, yes, I can. And he goes, well, that's my point. You actually can remember tomorrow and you do it all the time. But he made a point to me that he could not remember tomorrow. I could remember tomorrow, but he could not remember tomorrow. So I remember that being like kind of a, a major thing, you know? And so that was a moment where I actually realized, yeah, I guess I'm different. Something's different. Um, and then, of course, growing up as a teenager and, and I was playing in nightclubs in a band when I was about 15 and a half. I looked a little um, older, but I would I would uh, I was so I was working in clubs in, in a band when I was about 15 and a half and I was out on the road. And so it was very helpful uh, to be psychic, of course, because, uh, you know, you're you know, you you would meet a girl and you you know, you would just know the right thing to say. Or whatever, and and uh, yeah, I think I probably, I was a selfish little teenager in that way, maybe.
0: I feel like you're a guy who could equally fall into any plane, including the one where you know what I don't really give I felt, a shit if I'm with anybody.
1: Yeah, it's exactly true. You you that's exactly I think where I'm at, and so where I'm, I'm really happy with me, you know. So I think I think that's the key. Uh, but I see people uh, all the time, you know, a lot of times these days, and they, and they have such uh, confused energies about sexuality and sensuality, and, and, and I see people fall in love all the time that are, are the same sex, and I see people that are falling in love that are, are opposite sex, and I see people that are uh, It's bizarre for me because people come to me with all of these problems all the time, and, and I see everybody the same. I don't see I don't see it sliced
0: and diced like everybody
1: else sees it. I see it all the same so it so it's like that
0: so you're a teenager now you're hitting the time when you're eighteen heading into twenty one right. When do you first realize I can make money with my god given gift, and what was the first instance that happened where you made money from your skill set well i i didn't really, it didn't happen for me that
1: way. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting. I, I was, uh, I was a, a, a worker. I, I wanted to work and get above being poor. Uh, when I was 15 years old, I had like six jobs. Uh, I worked all the way through high school. I even drove a school bus to school. They let kids, 16 year olds drive school buses and in, in those days. And so, uh, so I, I worked in a restaurant. I played in a band. I worked in nightclubs. I, um, um, did everything I could do. I mopped a factory floor on Sunday. Um, And so I did all these different odd jobs uh, through my teen years. And when I was 19, I um, remembered uh, asking my angel, how do I find my job? What is my job? And uh, they said, buy a newspaper tomorrow.
0: You said, ask your angel. Right. I think our audience doesn't know what that means. Oh, well, I, I could talk to angels and see them,
1: and so I just asked my angel. So everybody's got an angel. You can ask your angel you questions. You only have one angel. You have many, but you usually have one that will talk to you very loudly. Sounds like the voice inside your head, but I asked my angel, what do I do to find my job? Uh, the angel told me to go buy a newspaper the next day, and uh, and I did, and, and then they showed me the exact article or ad in the paper, and and the ad read, Get paid $100 a day, get paid every day, all your money comes in cash. I thought, well, all right, this is a good job, right? And so I went and applied for the job. Almost didn't get it, but I talked him into giving me the job. Well, what was the job? It was selling pots and pans door to door. So I went out and, I, and I, I, uh, I tried, and the first day I only made $84, I said, I'm going to, I said, I promise you, I promise you, I'm going to make a hundred dollars tomorrow. Just don't fire me. Don't fire me. You know? So I went out the next day and I made $114 and I never made less. And I was 19. And so then I I went on and at 20, I was making a little more. Um, so anyway, I was, I was basically a sales prodigy. So I didn't tell anyone I was psychic. I thought, why would I tell? Right. And so I kept it to myself and I was a 21 year old kid and I was making a hundred thousand a year. And, uh, which was equivalent today of about 380, I think 380. And so, and i partied like a maniac. And so of course I was, you know, like any 21 year old that makes a lot of money, they go crazy and they just party and they have fun and they do whatever it is you do. Um, and so I did that until one day I got a vision, uh, that if I didn't move, I was in uh, Florida and, uh, and uh, I got a vision if I didn't move back to the country that I would die. And that was my vision and so and that probably was true so I uh, moved back to the country and had to figure out a business and then I I went into um, doing other other things Uh, uh, I had a piano company and I I learned how to rebuild pianos and I did that for for about uh, 14 years and then one day
0: Okay, so now you're around 35.
1: Now I'm around 35. And then I then I, I, I was always psychic. And, and then my abilities kept getting better and better and more and more and more. And so I ended up on a radio show with his other psychic, who was a, a, a famous psychic.
0: How did you get on the radio
1: show? She had bumped her head, and she wasn't psychic anymore. And so she just needed somebody to read, and she would... She was sort of, she knew how to handle the calls or talk to people, but she couldn't see anything because she had had an accident. And and so um, I didn't know that at the time, but she was kind of using me, <laughs> if you would. and uh, But, uh, but we, we stayed friends, of course, and but I, I realized that I could hear a voice and know everything about the person. And so then I did a radio show and the rest has been history since then, you know, just doing lots of radio shows.
0: So the radio show you start and then your first money came from radio. Right. Got it. And when did your first money come from reading?
1: From radio of course, of course there's um I I didn't even have sense enough to, to understand how to book appointments, you know, and so I, I just was um I, I think I gave out my address or something and it said if you want a reading just show up and, and pretty soon there was like a, uh, pretty much a hundred cars around the corner and down the road
0: And What did you charge for each reading back then? 50. Am I allowed to ask what you charge now an hour? 1,000 I'm in the wrong business <laughs> <laughs> God dang, I'll my, teach you. I'll I'm going to start you. wearing white, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh...
1: But I can do so many things. It's it's, uh, it's uh, a lot quicker to call me than probably go through all the, the different things like medical procedures and tests and things. I'm a medical intuitive. I can talk to your loved ones on the other side. Many times I can get rid of the dark energy that makes you sick in the first place. And I can work out what's going on with the palace intrigues of your love life. So, I mean.
0: Hey, everybody. I'm really, really excited. We have a sponsor, Aqua True. This is the first countertop water purifier using multi-stage reverse osmosis technology. I know it sounds complicated, but let's put it this way. This is something that can take your tap water and can turn it into your favorite bottled water for pennies. You're going to be enjoying the best water, the safest water. And if you haven't read all the news about Flint, Michigan, in every single state, there's over a hundred chemicals found in tap water that are not even regulated by the EPA. Many of them are cancer causing and have lead in them. So you can go to a special website that we've set up called industrystandardwater.com. It takes you directly to the AquaTrue site And if you get this product, you're going to get $100 off. Just type in 100 in the special code section. You'll get that money off and you'll start saving. You can put a whole huge bottle of Diet Coke in this machine. And 10 minutes later, it'll come out with the best tasting water you've ever had. I got one of these products. It was unbelievable. IndustryStandardWater.com And you'll be enjoying the best and most cost-effective water you've ever tasted. All right, six degrees of separation. I'm going to mention something, a name, something that might make sense to you but might not make sense to somebody else. And I want you to share it with our audience. Okay. All right. The ten dimensions.
1: The ten dimensions um, are basically... The first dimension is earth where we live. The 10th dimension is heaven where God lives and our loved ones on the other side uh, live. Uh, And there's eight in between where you can be screwed up in. You have to learn to clear those. And when you do, you'll figure out how to have your heaven on earth.
0: Channeling. Channeling
1: um, is when you allow another spirit, a different spirit to move into your body and speak through you. Uh, I can channel uh, spirits that have passed on without allowing them to get into my body. I can just talk to them and at you know have them at bay a little bit. I don't usually allow them in, you know, because I can I can do it the other way. Soulmates. <laughs> soulmates are this is a big one. This is a big thing where everybody thinks that soulmates are uh, you only have one. This is not true. In heaven, in the tenth dimension, you have what is a soulmate line. You usually have three or four or five hundred people in line that are soulmates, and you have many different many different people. But that but you have you have many different soulmates, and and um um you you'll have um sometimes in your soulmate line you will have uh, your relationship. You could have your best friend. Um, you could have your dog. But you'll have these different beings that are here um, up in heaven in the 10th dimension and then here um, with you uh, in, in the physical world. And th- this is what a soulmate is. When, they, when you resonate all the way to heaven with someone's soul.
0: Your third or, as some people say, your mind's eye. Uh, your
1: third eye is uh, when, you, when, you, when it's open, you can see spiritually. And uh, many times people have dark energies. Uh, I can open anyone's third eye in about a half a second. You mean to open your third eye? Of course. Okay, here we go. Here we I'm going to touch your head. Okay. <laughs> here. Okay. There we go. I I'm close just, my eyes? If you want to. There we are. Got it. Now you notice how warm your arms got. Yes, I do. Instantly. And so, i, I all I had to do is just touch your third eye. And now, then, You're
0: like a huggable Jimmy Swaggert. <laughs> Good
1: without touching me. Oh, there we are. I touched your third eye. And so, um, but if you notice, your arms are really warm now. And see, by me touching your third eye, that opened you up to be the healer you are. Because now the healing energy is rolling through your arms and your hands in an amazing way. And all I had to do is touch your third eye. The four D's. Well, um, i think i've added one uh the four d's uh i'm going to say the five d's because this is where i find i figured out where people have problems uh and this is you have to if you can identify where your problems are you can go to the truth of it and fix it like uh people can have problems with drama you know that's a big one Um, on a scale of one to ten if somebody's drama is is like an 11 or better they usually are in victim status drama these are people that you hang out with them and one minute later they're pointing the finger at you and saying you did it to me you 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 right and you're you're the victimizer and so and they keep doing this over and over and over until they die and that's what they do Uh, a lot of these people and it could even be a guy they end up being old ladies with cats you know, in other words, like they end up by themselves, quite miserable, quite miserable by themselves. And um, they really don't have good relationships. So so you can you can have that kind of drama. Uh, you can have denial, uh, denial, anything on a scale of one to 10, ten or a better in uh, denial brings you to a disassociation, like a disassociative disorder. Uh, and you basically are crazy. You totally disassociate from realities and truths. And so uh, so you could you could be in denial. Um, you can also have drugs, alcohol, drugs, that's a D, um, which is, we all know how that ends up being problems. And, uh, then the other one, uh, is doubt and doubt is a big one. You got to believe you got to dig really, really deep. And, And if you believe, um, um, that's the biggest thing, you know, you need to be able to, to believe
0: spirit replacement.
1: Um spirit replacement would be um uh, when a person has burned out their spirit. This can happen from overworking, could happen from your just life's abrasive energies, uh it can happen from demons, any kind of dark energy. Um and and so you end up with holes in your aura. Your aura is your spirit, it's one and the same. Your spirit is not your soul. Your soul is your spiritual DNA that don't change, but your spirit can change. you want a new spirit and get you one?
0: With my old spirit of shit, what happened? <laughs>
1: no, let me look. Well, you got a little bit of hole. You got a hole in your aura and your lower back. I, Does it hurt? Do you have any back pain?
0: I have had back pain in my life. Sure.
1: Well, I just see a little hole there, and then I see a, a one a little darkness on one knee. Do you have a little issue there?
0: Uh, sometimes.
1: Yeah, and so, um, and so you would ask for ask for a new spirit.
0: But isn't the old spirit going to get mad at me?
1: No, 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 no. This is, this is yours. It's just enhanced and brand new. And see, but I don't have, so have it. You're like Earl Shibes if I'm a car. No, no. You have to ask God for it. I don't oh, have it. Okay. Yeah. You All have right. to say, say, God, give me a new spirit, please. Anybody can do this.
0: God, could you please give me a new spirit? He says, You're talking to me. He, <laughs> he said that for real. Say yes. Yes. <laughs> that, yes means I am he,
1: that means to you. he wants you to talk to him more. And so some people pray at God and some people talk to God. He wants you to talk to him. So that means he wants you to talk to him, I guess. And so, so anyway, he, there it comes. And so now he threw down a new spirit. And as soon as he did, if you notice you turned When out from my eyes, your face turned gold. You have a golden aura. And, 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 uh, if you look at me, I'll look blurred in gold. See, it's a little Huey. It's a little yeah. blurred. I'm mean, yeah. in you. So when you look over here, see, I look like I'm blurred out a little bit in gold. See? weird-looking, huh? It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, but see, now that's your new spirit. So now then, you'll feel vibrant, happy, see? It's a different feeling. And uh, you'll be able to endure a lot more. In other words, you'll be a lot thicker-skinned. And so, like, a, a day that would be like a rough day now won't be a rough day.
0: Awesome. You know, I'd be remiss if in this podcast I didn't do something that I've never done before which is i am going to allow my podcast producers max and vincent to sit down with you and have a speed reading is that okay yeah i would love that i'd love that first person is
1: going to be max okay so when people would come to me for a private reading max what happens is they just simply ask me questions about things they really want to know about you know what i mean and and so you would just ask me a question about something you want to know are you working on a new car not a new car Uh, I'm working on a a new management company. I see a new car. A new car. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Something's coming to you in the form of a new automobile. Okay. A different one, a new one, I don't know. There's one I always have an eye on, but Okay, well, that's in your ninth dimension. See, that's where I see it floating around up there. Okay. So this means that you're manifesting that- Okay. Okay. So if you want this management company to to kick, mm-hmm. you would think of the management company the same way that you think of that car. Gotcha. Okay. What kind of car is it? It's a 240Z. All right. <laughs> there we are. And so nice car. And so what you want to do is you want to think of your management company. Think of your 240Z. Okay. See how you got warm all over? Mm-hmm. Okay. You just now manifested your, manag- your management company okay. to, to reality. Right. And so you got slightly dizzy in your head. hmm Interesting. You felt that, You've, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so the reason you felt slightly dizzy is because you have all these dimensions that turned around and are now bringing you everything you're asking for. Okay. That quick. Oh. Interesting, awesome. right? Um. You have a few blocks. I see an old relationship that beat you up a while back. Oh yeah. You know. And so you got. So when I look at you, your heart actually has a crack in it. Hmm. Okay. That means this broke your heart. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Really bad, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um. Um, you would ask for a new heart. Okay. So you would just simply ask your angel. Say angel. Angels. Okay. Now say God. God. Please give me a new heart. Please give me a new heart. Okay. Now reach up and grab it. Just reach up. There you go. Now okay. you got your hand got warm. Feel it. Weird. Yes. Huh? Okay. There we are. Now put it in your chest. Okay. There we are. Okay. Now leave it there for a second. Believe it. Want it. Want it to happen. There we go. Sinus is open. Feet are warming up. Face feels warmer. Mm. Different feeling. Mm slightly happy for no reason feel that feeling yeah different feeling Mm -hmm. you know a little bit teary sure sure feel that yeah yeah that means you just got healed oh good you see when you feel those little tears that means you got healed Mm. and so but you had a um you you needed a brand new heart Mm -hmm. because you had just been worked over a lot of miles on that last one yeah yeah yeah. now look how you feel different feeling a little lighter yeah you see now you'll be able to actually um um have love. You'll be able to manifest love. Uh be able to love and or be loved. You you'll you'll see it's easy. Okay. Where it would have been a little bit harder sure. with with that heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so now your hands are buzzy. Feel how buzzy? Yeah, a little You're tingly. Tingly. Yeah. Sure. And so what uh, what's your other question? That's it. Just my parents doing good. And where are they? My dad's in Argentina and my mom lives in Florida. Okay. Your mom worries like crazy, like a mad woman. Yeah, of course. But but like really bad. Mm. Yeah. And so she's a little bit depressed uh, because of worry. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I can get rid of that. Is that okay? Please. Okay. And there she goes. She has headaches. Mm. You know, did she ever tell you? She has stress headaches. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I can get rid of those. Is that okay? Please. Okay. There we go. And that is how your again, your sinus, you feel everything in your sinuses. Your sinus has opened up. Hmm. You felt that. Hmm. And so your mom hit, your mom's head got really warm right then. Okay. She probably wonders what's happening with that. Um, she has TMJ disorder in her jaw. Hmm you know that uh, she needs to wear she grinds her teeth at night mm-hmm. because of stress and she needs to wear one of these mouthpiece things because it's affecting her inner ear making her dizzy okay and so and her thyroid is off okay okay um and she has um a little bit of a, a problem with her lower back and, and hip one side sciatica and um uh, one foot's off okay and so but uh that's all I see okay makes sense makes sense <laughs> Right. What else? When's when's the next great love coming? Well, you have to manifest one. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. And You frown. That means yeah, you go. Yeah. You go. When is the next great love coming? And then I go. You have to manifest <laughs> one. <laughs> and you make this face like. <laughs> <"Bah>, bra, bra. <laughs> yeah. um, well, that was that. You have to now. You know, you got a new heart, mm-hmm. so you can manifest a uh, love. Um, you want one? I want my management company first how come because i can't balance them both you might can what if you Maybe. had an easy what have you had an easy relationship and someone that would work with you i would i've never heard of that before it happens i believe in it but yeah. ask for okay ask for a perfect soulmate oh can i have a perfect soulmate please please can i have a perfect soulmate angel angels god, please, god okay please have a perfect soulmate Okay, now you got really warm all over. Mm. Okay, um, and in the tenth dimension, I see you holding hands with a with a person there, and I see you, you got your hand, your hand, one hand got warm. Which one? This one. No, yeah, now here. this one. Okay, interesting, right? Yeah, yeah, they're holding hands. All right. Yeah, so that means you're, you're connected up there. Now it'll just work out down here. Perfect. So the biggest thing is I figured out how to tie the dots together but with all these dimensions because there's all these dimensions do exist. And if you tie the dots together, it makes it easy. And so now you got your soulmate hooked up with you. you got a new heart. Your mother's not going to project all this crazy negative energy to you. Mm-hmm. Do you tell your mother everything? Of course. you got to stop. Really? you got to stop. Okay. It wor- yeah. makes her worry too much? Well, she hexes you. Oh. And see, people don't realize this, but when people worry about them, mm-hmm. they actually project negative and negative the negative energy negative energy. And so you don't have to have Madame Voodoo putting a spell on you. You have your mother. Right. You see? So she's projecting all this negative energy because of the worry. Mm-hmm. When she asks how you're doing, just say, Great. Okay. Don't tell her everything. Right, right, right. Because then she gets crazy and then she goes and, and projects. Goes, right. Sure. You, you kinda know that already, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't shut up no matter what. You gotta make yourself shut up and not tell her everything. Okay, that's fair. All right. Tell your you love her, treat her really good. Don't tell her everything. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Up next, Vincent. So, Vincent. Yes. So you're like a Boy Scout after reading him. <laughs> 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 you know? And so, okay. no, you're just like a really good... You're very sensitive. You really care. Most people don't care like you care. And so, it's really nice for me. Um, when I read people who care you know, like their, their give a damn factor is like huge. Uh, I, I'm appreciative of that. And so when I, when I tap into your energy, I feel a sincere care. And so that's a very good thing, um, and uh, to be, and, uh, and if you put that in the right place, you're going to do incredibly well in life. You ever, who you are, wherever you've been in this lifetime or previous ones right now, you're in a very good karma space. So you will have dumb luck that takes you further than most people that can really think uh, about all the Mm. meticulous details of getting from here to there you're just going to have really amazing luck have you had pretty luck? how's how's your luck i've been pretty lucky yeah i think so in my life yeah yeah i don't think you've seen anything yet (laughs) whatever you're thinking of that you want to do you should shoot higher like if if you want to be an actor think of being the biggest one if Mm. you want to be a producer think of being the biggest one Whatever you want to do, pre- just just manifest it to 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 like the nth degree of whatever that is. And you're you will actually achieve a little better than that. So you're one of these freakish people who who has that kind of luck. Um, and when I look at you, you actually have a white star around you, uh, a white star around somebody means they'll end up being famous somewhere. Are you trying to be famous? Yeah, someone. I'm a director and I'm shooting for the top. Yeah, this is my dream. OK, let me ask the question again are you wanting to be famous? Yeah. Good answer. <laughs> Don't go somewhat. Okay, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to, you have to shoot higher in an aggressive way mm-hmm. and shoot Shoot. really, see now your sinuses open and you feel warm all over, feel it? It's like a I feel it. your arms, see, you feel that, right? Feel it. And so you broke. It's crazy, the, I was sitting over there, I was like, is, it, is this for real? And this is, yeah, I feel it. Yeah, and, you, and your face okay. went shiny, you're starting to sweat mm-hmm. on your forehead. And so that's because you broke through this energy level And here's why with those D's we were talking about a minute ago um, with the D's, it had to do with uh, the energy of doubt, the energy of doubt. And so you were actually hung up and and had a little bit of doubt Mm -hmm. and that little bit of doubt that I that I kind of pushed you through that little bit of doubt made the difference in allowing the energy to hit you. And that's the place where creation meets reality. And then your dreams come true. Your dreams will all come true awesome <laughs> yeah and then you gotta <laughs> buy me a new car okay no problem No problem. we'll <laughs> yeah, do that yeah Barry too we'll get, a, we'll get a car out of this that's good <laughs> what else what's your questions how's my mom doing where is she she's in France okay I like her she is a she's like what you'd call a hoot right (laughs) she's fun i guess so yeah but she's just all over the place everybody loves her yeah yeah just uh, just the kind of the ballerina of the ball person you know Mm -hmm. um i I see her doing uh, it feels like she's doing really really good Uh, she was a little sick or something she was worried about does that make any sense do you know about this she's been worried lately yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, i i see this going away fast okay so she she may have a little bit of an imbalance going on Uh, again I feel maybe hormonal and thyroid um, Mm -hmm. but I think that goes away quick okay and so but I see her uh, uh, doing uh, really good Uh, she's worried she's thinking of a move or she's been move has got her crazy a little bit what's the move well she's thinking of moving here oh okay yeah maybe actually first moving to a different place in France and maybe moving here okay that's the reason it was a very complicated move I couldn't even exactly I saw her just moving uh, she couldn't figure it out right Mm -hmm. And, and neither could I but what I see is uh, uh, she should go ahead and start this process mm-hmm. and um, and and it feels like that it'll fall into place and it may be an easier move like she was going to move somewhere way different in France mm-hmm. she maybe won't go that big way different when it may be a small move okay from where she is easier to do and uh, and and then uh, later here and so okay and she's she's gonna it'll just all click in for her. But she's got to calm down a little bit and not worry quite as much either. <laughs> I'll tell her. You know, that. Great person, mm. beautiful light, tremendous energy. She makes a difference. Wherever she shows up, she brightens the room. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. And so you must miss her, right? Uh, yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah. Well, she's uh, um, I, I see you're doing really good. Does she write? She started writing recently, yes. Uh, As you're writing something that's going to be very, very important, you'll be so surprised. Whatever she's writing will be published. So this in a big way, not a little way, but kind of a big way. So she has, I guess I know where you get your dumb luck from, <laughs> right? <laughs> so yeah. she's going to have crazy dumb luck with this writing thing. Tell her to keep on doing that. That That's very led. Um, and sometimes people have the gift of writing. And and so they have a, a, basically their their angels are showing them what they need to do. And they won't know why, but they'll just feel feel very led and they'll feel drawn into writing. And so your mom's doing that right now. So she should do more of it. I'll tell her that. Good. There we are. Thank Plus, you. Any other question? No. No, that's it. Thank you. Yeah. You're going to
0: do well. Back to uh, Mr. Barry Katz. Yeah. All right. That was awesome. I've never done that before. That was fun. These guys are great. You guys are wonderful. Fantastic. You know what's really interesting for me was an interesting feeling because I never really ask you for a reading, and I'm not asking for one now, and to sit back and to watch you give them that gift... It was such a great feeling for me to see. It was like I felt so wonderful because these guys work so hard. Oh, they do. I can tell. What you just did for them was probably the greatest gift that I could ever do for them. And so that was amazing. Well, thank you. you for that. Both of you guys are amazing people. I want to talk to you about this amazing documentary that I worked on called I Killed JFK. It's centered on the only person in history who have admitted to killing John F. Kennedy on the grassy knoll. His story, the footage, the interviews, never been seen before. You can't find them anywhere except on this documentary. Go to ikilljfk.com, look at the trailer, buy this documentary. I guarantee you it will blow you away. Your proudest moment in your business... What was it?
1: okay well I, w- I would say my proudest moment uh, and I, I have a, a lot of moments where I see pretty amazing things you know that, that I I'm involved in, but my probably my proudest moment was a lady come to me um, here in uh, in Los Angeles and she had two autistic children. she had a four-year-old and a two-year-old and they're the cutest little little, little guys alive. And, um, the, and, uh, she was a, a Hispanic lady and she called me, she spoke a sort of broken English and she called me miracle man. And she said, miracle man, heal my babies. And I go, okay, what's up? And she said, well, they, they're autistic. And, and so I, I said, um, and this was, this was back in probably, I would, All right. this is probably around 1997. And so this was quite a few years ago. And, um, and I didn't know how to heal her babies. I had no idea what to do. And, and I just asked my angels and God, please give me the gifts to, to help these kids. And, um, they, they showed me how to, to do it. And, uh, uh I had worked with famous racehorses, racehorses are all neurotic, crazy animals. And I had worked in, in uh, with some animals and, uh, cause I had the ability to calm them down and make them Okay. And the way I would do it, I would look above them, and I would see one of their spirits that was out of sorts up in the air above their body, above the racehorse's body. And I would clear it and then bring it down into the body of the horse, and the horse would go back to normal and win all the races. Well, this was a, you know, for the horse trainer, that was a miracle, right? And so I worked with these big, expensive, famous racehorses, and I was pretty good at doing that. And and I heard, fix them like you fix the racehorses. And so... So I, um, I looked above the four-year-old's head and I saw his spirit was, was all blocked and, and he was up there and I said, can you please come down here? And these were children who never spoke a word. And, and I said, can you come down here and and talk to your mom? and, and, and and this little kid talked to me from up there and said, I can't get in my body. It's too dark. And I said, well, I'm going to clear it. I said, there, I cleared all the darkness out of your physical body. I said, can you try to get in your body now and say hello to your mom? And uh, just say something to her. And and, and this, this spirit said, yes. And so this, this little spirit of this little four-year-old boy slipped in his body and said, I love you, Mom. And that was just the best moment of my life. And so, and I realized, oh, my God, I did this. And then immediately she said, fix the other one. <laughs> and i'm like and i'm like oh my god and so i thought oh wow i th- you know of course i'm not even knowing if i really did this right i'm just thinking well maybe this i don't you know how you you know I, there goes doubt even with me and so i i worked on the little one for a minute and uh, and i did the same process and he looks up and he says hi and that was my proudest moment ever and still is mm-hmm. and so and so i work with autistic children ever since that day and i can usually pop them out of autism I can get them talking. I can get them being okay. I can make them all right. I
0: understand how that works, you know. Amazing, your biggest disappointment in your career and how you used it to fuel yourself to the next level.
1: Oh, what would be my biggest disappointment in my career is I don't have a major TV show yet. That's my my biggest disappointment in my career is I, I think I can do so many things and I would be able to teach a lot more people how to be okay or how to clear their energy or how to reach their dreams. And so I'm looking forward to that TV show.
0: I see a TV show in your future, my friend. Oh, good. Good. You feel how you're getting warm? I got really warm. Yeah, I did actually get <laughs> sweating warm. Sweating around the four. I home. am. I got hot. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Thank see, you. See how I got a bronze, blurry look on my face. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. All <laughs> those things. Right. <laughs> Last question. What advice would you give to the person out there who grows up in a house with no plumbing, has nothing, and figures out something about themselves that might be a little bit special. And how do you tell them to have the kind of career that you've had? The advice would be,
1: uh, above all, believe in yourself and, and, uh, and above all, be your own friend uh, and then be a good friend to everybody else. Because, you know, above all, uh, we really do have each other. That's, you know, everybody says that all the time, but we really do. And there's been times in my life that have been great and times in my life that haven't been great. And, you know, it's not always perfect, but, but it's been a really good ride and, and continues to be. And, and many times uh, it's those friends, those really good friends that you have for, for years. And, and, and those people really make a difference. And so I would say be a good friend. Just be a good friend. And then if you do that, I think you'll find that you'll find your way.
0: Awesome. Gary Spivey, this was incredible. Thank you. This was incredible for me. This was fun. This was different for me. This is the most authentic,
1: original, and unique podcast (laughs) I've ever done in my entire life. Oh, me too. I've never had such great questions. You stumped me a few times
0: there. All right. As always, this is another episode of Industry Standard (laughs) with me, Barry Katz. And if you like the show, please tell all your friends. And if you don't like the show, tell all your friends. Okay, I'm going to scroll through the list of people who sent me a message, a review on the iTunes comment review section. And one of these people will be a lucky winner. And they'll get to attend a podcast live with one of my guests, meet them, shake their hand, ask them a few questions, or else if they're out of town, out of state, or out of the country, will Skype them in or FaceTime them or anything like that so they can be there. Why not? So let me look here randomly and pick somebody. And landing on Surfer8155, January 9th, 2018. Ooh, just recently. The heading reads, Crying, Laughing in the Las Vegas Airport. Five stars. And it reads... I've been listening to this podcast for a while and I've not been able to write a review till now. But the podcast with Bill Burr released recently was the funniest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) My flight was delayed an hour and a half, but it could have been longer because I did not care. This episode kept me company. Thank you, Industry Standard. Uh, Thank you, Surfer8155. Much appreciated. Congratulations. You are a winner. Lastly, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Aquatrue. Again, go to industrystandardwater.com, type in the promo code Barry and get $100 off and get the best-tasting water you can ever imagine. And I Killed JFK, the documentary in the interviews about the only man in history to admit to killing JFK. The documentary is incredible. you love it. The interviews are insane with the last remaining living experts. Check it out, I ikilledjfk.com. And lastly, my thanks to Wondery, check out all the best podcasts in the world there at Wondery.com. Thanks a lot, everybody. I've really enjoyed today. See you next time. As always, this has been Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. And if you like the show, tell all your friends. And if you don't like the show, tell all your friends.
1: You get out! fancy call All the people love you Cause you're going for Life is for the dreamers Stay have about to gain It's never quite over So it all feels the same You pick your own poison Dig your own grave Down Thank you for listening to Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of new episodes, which will be available for download every Monday, or how to reach Barry through Twitter, Facebook, or email, go to BarryKatz.com. Before you leave...